Double Take is an extension of the award-winning movie review show Cinema Classics, which airs Thursdays at 8.01 p.m. on WCBE 90.5 FM, Columbus, Ohio. Hosted by John DeSando, this podcast features additional content and discussion with guests. I'm John DeSando. And I'm Mindy McFan. And this is Double Take. Yeah. It's called Dumb Money. Yes, it is. That's a docudrama out there, Mindy. But first, we need to tell people what Dumb Money is. It is when individual investors put their money into things, as opposed to, I presume, going through a house, brokerage house. Uh, Big wigs call it Dumb Money because they're just pissing away their money because they don't have the knowledge behind them that the higher-ups have. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love they, that world. <laughs> um, Seth Rogen, particularly good mm-hmm. as a hedge fund guy. Kind of yes. counterintuitive for him as a, a role, but he's doing he's doing good work. But, yes, he is. <laughs> but they took down their noses at the small investor. Yes, they did. So you have Paul Dano representing, in, in, in real life, Keith Gill. Yes, I distinctly remember when this happened. My son was telling me about it immediately because he is a Reddit-type person. Oh, he is? Yes. So Reddit is a website yes. that attracts That's right. that kind of person, nerds, geeks, whatever you want to call them, all go on Reddit and do all kinds of things. So, well, it's not about finance, but Reddit has all different components. You can go in and talk about uh, Dungeons & Dragons. You can go in and talk about finance. Cool. You can, it's whatever it is. It just brings together a certain group of people is my understanding when I've seen it. But my son, when this was going on, immediately, Mom, have you, did you see what these guys are doing about GameStop? <laughs> yeah. So I remember this very, very well. A GameStop was a brick-and-mortar store. Yep. It yep. was hemorrhaging. Oh, yeah. And it was, I mean, it was real popular <laughs> when my kids were young. We used, I spent way too many Christmases in that store. All right. So- but as the internet changed, the store lost a lot of its sheen because kids weren't going there anymore to buy, you know, hard copy games. Okay, right. Yeah. So Dano's character, uh, Keith Gill, mm-hmm. decides that it's actually a good investment. Mm-hmm. Over $50,000 of his own. Now, he's just a middle class guy. Yep. Living in Brockton, Mass. Yeah. Believe me, this is not the highest salary place in the in Massachusetts. Nope. But Just a guy. <laughs> Just a guy who loved a store. <laughs> and so what happened, Mindy? Um, he started talking about the stock and how he believed in the store. And it, the big wigs were shorting it because they thought it was going to go under. So they were trying to make money on the collapse of... Uh, how do you do top. that? So you sell and buy again, or and you look, but you get a loan. Okay. Yeah, I think you get a loan of stock. Yes. Then you buy it low. You buy it low and give it back. Yeah, to, I, I don't. I yeah, actually. Right, well, so let, so, I'm ashamed to say so I was a broker at one do. time, but I still don't I'm, understand I'm, this stuff. I'm trying to show you that this is a different side of me when yeah. I say this. So, so, I think they sell it. They give it back. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's worth less or more than when they, they got the loan. Right. So they make a difference. Right. And the way you can get burned, I think, is when the, the stock takes off. So if you're a hedge fund guy, you bought low. Yes. And, and, the, and the important thing is, because you don't want it to go up, you want it to go down. The important thing is they're playing games. Yes. yes. I mean, this is not what the stock market was created for. And they are playing games. They are manipulating things for themselves. It is not what the stock market was supposed to be. And it's, it's like cheating. I mean, that's, I guess that's why. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a way of getting away with something. It's gaming the game. Yeah. It's, it's not illegal, but it is yes. uh, really awful. 
And it is a kind of class warfare. Uh-huh. And you've got the little guy represented by Gil and America Ferrara's character. She's a nurse, I think. Yes. Handling her own mortgage and so on. She was lovely. <laughs> All the people were lovely. But anyway, they, they, so he, he has no motive. He just starts saying, I like GameStop. I'm buying 50 shares or whatever he bought initially of GameStop. And all these, uh, I'm going to use this term just because it's simpler, all these nerds watch him in his basement with his ninja scarf on and his cat T-shirt. Yes, he's such a dork. Yes. And they get into it. (laughs) They're like, hey, because I'm sure so much of it is because there's so many memories for nerds about that store. Oh yeah, hanging out there, getting in line, waiting for the new game to come out. I mean, it has it has such nostalgia to it, and he taps into that, and they start buying it. But then they start understanding what's happening as they drive the stock price up, that it becomes the big guys against the little guys. It's a, as some call it, a David and Goliath mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person called it the French Revolution of finance, mm-hmm. uh, but it is as you were saying, it, it was a monumental moment where the little guy was actually able to beat the big guy. Yep. And so underneath also what you're talking about is that satisfaction of the little people having a chance, mm-hmm. or the ordinary common people mm-hmm. getting a chance to fight back and actually win. Well, and, and, and they were not motivated by anything that I would call greed or evil. No. They, were, they had pure motivations to pay off college loans, to yeah, pay off mortgages, sure. things like that. And then you have these guys that are literally billionaires, and they just want to stomp these people under their feet because they want their billions. <laughs> not their millions, not their thousands. They want their billions. And, uh, well, yeah. I yeah. love the moment. And this is, we're talking about Craig Gillespie. Mm-hmm. Did a terrific job here as a director, mm-hmm. but he's got Rogan really lounging and enjoying his fabulous digs. Yep. And getting, getting an, a hint of what's happening to the stock, to this stock. And he runs like a, an Olympic runner across the lawns and over to the studio so that he can... He just panicked. Yeah. And you, well, he's like the in-between guy because he's got, he's got a couple billionaires and then we've got yes. Seth Rogen and then the regular Joes. Yes, right. And Seth Rogen's trying to become one of those billionaires or yes. multi-billionaires. So he, he is not as cavalier as these billionaires because they're like, you know... Uh, what are they going to do to me kind of thing? Yeah. They don't like it because they don't think they should ever have to go through that. But he's the one that's aspirational to be a billionaire. So yeah. he's panicked. And he's the one that suffers the most. Sure. And, and one of the things that I like about his characterization, why I bring him up again, first of all, I like him as a comic actor mm-hmm. and as an actor. He was in Fablemans. Mm-hmm. So he's the brother-in-law mm-hmm. um, who is having an affair with... The mother, uh, yeah, who actually the the uh, his brother in law is the is uh, Paul Dano, ah. the dad of the family. Interesting. Yeah, so they're together. They're terrific, uh, playing the common man. Just really good stuff. I seem to have a feel for Rogan's character, and I don't get that feel for everybody in the film. You mean the feel? Of I mean, empathy? knowing of knowing them. I guess I'm talking oh, gotcha. character gotcha. development. Yes, I agree with you. But I think the billionaires were supposed to be puppets. 
Yeah. Because they are. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't, I've been around, I grew up around enough rich people, <laughs> never met anyone that was happy. I didn't. I mean, I'm not saying money makes you unhappy, but I was around so many miserable rich people growing up that I don't, I don't associate joy with having copious amounts of money. So the fact that they made these people so two-dimensional seemed appropriate to yes, me. Yes, yeah, yeah. And there's so much going on, with the exception of Dano's character, Keith Gill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie is not going to have, there's a momentum to it. Yes. Uh, we're all waiting for what's happening to the stock and how pe- you know, people, the big decision is, do I buy or do I sell? Mm-hmm. And I love the buttons they have. I'll bet you Isn't they're real. that Buy oh, and yeah, sell. Absolutely. What a, a stark image. Uh-huh. You're just looking at the phone and you can tap buy or you can tap sell. And you could be poor or you could be rich. It's it's crazy. I love it. I just simplistic now. It is. I it's know. It's just it. crazy. And, and so it's dramatically it works. It's like it's the equivalent of what we always had in these thrillers where you have the bomb going off, but you get the LED readout. Mm-hmm. You always have the readout. Right. So, so you right. know how much time is left before the explosion. Yeah. And so that's just a form of that. Absolutely. Now, in financial thriller way. In talking about dumb money, and we, we're pretty much even ourselves getting excited at the momentum that the film has about the David Goliath situation between the small investor and the, the big the big boys, the right. hedge fund people, and so on. Right. Is there anything more humane in the film? I'm trying to look for something where you can say, look, it's not just about stock figures. There are people in here. Do you find any in here that are, are worth talking about besides Seth Rogen? All of the little guys. I mean, anybody from his parents to America Ferrara, just the idea of, and, and the college students, it, 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 I think they, <laughs> yes. they picked specific, quote-unquote, stereotypes, I guess you'd call them, of people that are just regular people trying to get by, do the right thing, um, and just live their lives. <laughs> and you see how we live in a world where it's so easy for somebody like that to not be able to get by. Yes. I mean, a nurse should be able to live and take yes. care of her children. Thank you, yes. She yes. shouldn't Good point. have these huge debts. These college kids, you know, are trying to do the right thing, and they're saddled with all these debts. I mean, it, it, it is askew to what I... See, I, I, I think the idea that most people have of capitalism and the, the capitalist behavior, the way people behave is uber ignorant. Because to me, this is just me, I think capitalism is just voluntary, should be just voluntary socialism. Because to have capitalism work, everybody, all the cogs have to behave. If they don't behave, you don't have workers, you have crime, which eventually gets to you, rich boy. I mean, so it's not in your best interest. Your self-interest would be served by doing the right thing. You are. are. (laughs) And they don't get that, it seems. You are so on point because... This film is really about how if people cooperate, they can be successful. Yes. And see, all the little investors, without knowing it, getting together Mm -hmm. in this mass movement. Mm -hmm. And now it won't happen again because the big firms are aware now. So they're checking all the time to see what's happening. That's the good thing about the internet. It gave crazy power (laughs) for people, little people, to communicate with each other. (laughs) One of the the fine points for me in the film, the one that gets most humanistic, is the relationship between Keith Gill, 
played by uh, Paul Dano, and his wife, Caroline yes. Gill, yes. played by Shailene Woodley. Yes. See anything there? Well, it, it's a little, that supportive wife thing <laughs> is a little, you know, uh, that, that's a trope I think is played a Boy, little too strong. Way overplayed. Where, you know, the wife lets you go out on a limb and risk your life and limb, and she just stands there going, yes, do it. I don't know if that was the truth. My guess is she was a little more frightened than they showed in the movie <laughs> because your husband is a dork in a basement and you're sitting on $11 million and he's going, I'm riding it. I mean, no, no. they get up to like 20 something. Yeah. yeah, it worked out. But. It worked out right. And what I like about Woodley's uh, interpretation of the role is that it's so different from the usual grieving, crying, screaming wife whose husband has gone off to do some heroic deed. Right. Do you know how that is? The, yeah. I mean, I just, I know it exactly. I say, oh my, here it comes. Yeah. Uh, because this, she, Woodley is very cool about it. As mm-hmm. you said, she lets him go. You know, she knows it's dangerous. You know, yeah. he's down there. He doesn't really know a lot about what he's doing. Yeah. And they were poor. And now they're rich at some point. <laughs> rich is stinking rich now. I liked also the way they illustrated the f- fortunes of the people. Mm-hmm. And they put yes. it on the screen, and they put their worth on the screen in a little box. Yep. So see this character. This character, in the case of Ferrara's mm-hmm. nurse, she was negative, I think. Well, because she had shed and sold. I know. Now, that's when the movie was made, so I don't know she could have. Yeah. Hence. I also like the relationship between he and his brother. Oh, thank you. Yes, go ahead. Who's because that? Because I thought that was, uh, what's his name? Pete Davidson. Yes. But I thought what was interesting is Pete, his brother is kind of the family bum. That's not fair, but that's what I'm going to say. He's the jokester, too. He doesn't have, re- he keeps changing jobs. He's just delivering food, and everybody's kind of on him. His brother, you know, the, the main character is like the golden boy, and he's just, his mom's always kind of dogging him about working and all that. <laughs> And I, was, I thought it was such an easy, interesting uh, idea because uh, lots of families have that kid who just, you know, failure to launch, as they say. And, but when huh. you're rich, it doesn't matter. Right. You can yes. be a bum and nobody calls yes. you on it. Yes. Davidson has a lot of quips in there, a lot of, to show me what he brought from Saturday Night Live and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really does have a good comedic side. Some think it's over the top, but hey. A lot of this is over the top, but real. Well, I like the I like the fact that they were uh, would you know pick on each other, but they were loving to each other at the end. Yeah. The 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 accountability he had that a rich could wouldn't have. He had to live at home. He had to, you know that kind of he, thing. He had to steal or borrow his brother's car. <laughs> yes, or and, ride a bike to deliver things. And he would eat the food he's delivering. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but yes. you couldn't help it. You're so right. You couldn't help but say, wow, that's, that's light and that's welcome. Because it gets serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all of us, when we see people valued at millions and holding tight, um, we want to step in the way that the parents might sure. have done and said, don't you think you should sell? That, it would be hard. <laughs> I mean, that, that takes, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, oh, my, yeah. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a modern warfare. Mm-hmm. It's it's played out in the field where it probably will never happen again because everybody's now alerted. Not in that con- way. Not in that way. Yeah. I imagine no. these things will keep oh. happening. Oh yeah, keep happening until we decide we're all deserving of decent lives. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you know, I was talking to my son about this and about what he's doing for his future, how he's 
preparing for retirement, you know, years to come. But and how I was thinking about an important part that the that the stock market plays, for instance, in my retirement fund, mm-hmm. was just TIAA. Is that yours too? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, when TIAA, a uh, billion dollar uh, enterprise around the world, really too big to fall. I remember a point where I had half in stocks and half in annuity, and uh, we had a drop in those stocks. I got really hurt. Yeah. So the in, the the company said, "Why, John? Why didn't you get out earlier?" And I had no notion that I was going getting so close to retirement that it wasn't smart for me to have my money playing out there. Too, too volatile. Yes. It happened to my parents too. Wow. Yep. Uh, just passed me that boy. Bet I put it all back. Put it all into the annuity. Yeah. Uh, but I thought, you know, this is, this is tricky. This as I was watching this film, it's not quite as easy. And you've got the, the Dano character with three or four screens yeah. up there that he has to watch. It's very intriguing. Well, and things are so much, um, not that they weren't volatile before the Depression just because we didn't have regulations and stuff, but they're volatile now because things keep changing so drastically. Yes. And, and, and I heard the greatest thing the other day about why we gotten into all this trouble is because the people that were regulating the internet didn't know what it was i mean they 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 this was a complete unknown entity to them and i thought wow i never thought about that yes yes they didn't even understand what they were regulating so how could they even control this foreign animal you know and i think it is a positive spin on social media where we get so much negative about social today as we look at this film uh, we can see where social media helped them yeah. become financially viable. Yep. Uh, there was something really good about it. Yeah, it gives power to the unheard. Yeah, we're going to be doing this week Creator, which is a, uh, the creator, mm-hmm. a sci-fi film. Yeah. And it's a good job about AI. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, again, takes a, a hot-button issue and humanizes it and gives you a more positive spin uh, then we are because everything's so negative now. And yeah. AI is going to destroy jobs and do you know all the legitimate fears they have about sure. kind of what you're saying. People don't understand what we have. Yes, <laughs> but that child is so cute. <laughs> oh, the ch- have you seen it? No, but you've seen the ads. Yeah. Oh, the child is ever bit just precious. Oh, every <laughs> bit, a little girl, six years old. Oh, and not overdone at all. Lovely. So, yeah. It's called The Creator, and I, I don't ordinarily, except for 2001, go overboard about sci-fi. Um, and I like Star Wars, too. And this has a little bit of both of it, so it's called The Creator. If you're looking for an alternative to dumb money. <laughs> Which you should see, too. Which <laughs> <laughs> you should. Uh, Mindy, for our podcast people, what's your advice about dumb money? There are very few good films at this time of year you and I know. We have to wait another few weeks before we start getting really good films. Right. So what about this one, Dumb Money? I, I think it's enjoyable because it's hopeful that, you know, people find a way to do the right thing. And it's nice to see somebody do the right thing and cheer them on and know it was real. And it's a chance for you to learn what shorting is and short squeezing. Yep. It's, it's a chance for you to get in that world without getting burned. Yeah. <laughs> 